Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 60 of the Casual Gamecast, a weekly video game podcast for the everyday gamer brought to you by the team at Casual Game Content. I'm Phil Kyo. I'm Shane Bow. And this week we have got a quick ass show for you because we just don't have time to do anything more than that. So we are going to, one, hit you with what we've been playing this week, then a quick break where you're going to hear about our socials and maybe hear a little ad, then two you are going to hear about what we think was worth talking about in the news this week. Then, my friends, we are getting up on that giddy ant horse and we're we're just going to ride out into the sunset. That's going to be the end of it, right? And you're going to let us know whether the short form is actually better than the long form. It'll be an experiment. Listen to the whole show. Give us your feedback. But as such, we're not going to do the question of the week at the end. We're not going to do what you're watching. We're just going to get in, get out. It's going to be great. So Shane, on that note, how are you? How's your week been? My week's been grand. It's been fairly standard. I don't have anything exciting to talk about. So I am not going to hang around here and be like, oh, I did this, I did that, I did the other. No, I've nothing to talk about. It was a standard week. Good luck. Good stuff. Good stuff. I um, The only thing I was going to talk about in this section, and I'll try and keep it brief, is I have been super, super excited by a gaming project. And I, I reached out to you because yes. you work in the gaming retailer whose name we shall not speak because I wanted to price some stuff. But yeah. essentially, essentially, I have an arcade machine in my sitting room that is hooked up to an Xbox 360 that for reasons I can't explain quickly, couldn't be upgraded to a newer model, like a an Xbox One, an Xbox Series, so on. Um, and it couldn't really be upgraded to anything else because the controllers that were wired into the buttons were essentially the worst possible type. Now, I'm on the internet the other night and this pops into my brain and I go, oh, I wonder what that company, Brook, that does all the gaming converters that, you know, people, People who do esports use their stuff a lot, you know. And I thought, what are these guys doing these days? And lo and behold, this summer they came up with a game board that you can wire anything to that will play pretty much anything in any console that Microsoft has ever made. So essentially, I can now take my buttons, connect them to these pins, and then all of a sudden, boom, I can put in any Xbox I want, including the Series X and Series S. So I am absolutely elated by this i order two immediately they're coming on monday i'm going to rip everything out i'm going to put it back in i've got a hold of a new monitor that's going to be 120 hertz for this it's going to be it's going to be amazing it's going to be a next gen arcade machine in the sitting room playing tekken 7 playing mortal kombat 11 playing whatever the hell is coming up playing anything that comes on game pass for the laugh on an arcade machine 
I am super excited. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like a really, really, really fancy way to like emulate Super Mario Brothers. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to play Tekken, you're going to play all that stuff. So like, it sounds fun and it sounds great for like friends over. Let's jump on the arcade machine and like, you know, play a few rounds of Tekken, winner stays on or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like super fun. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see because this type of stuff always has a habit of going wrong at the last second. But let's stay positive, all right, Shane? Now, with all that being said, you have nodding, I had that. Let's get the hell into what we've been playing this week. So, if you don't mind, play that thing. All right, stranger. What are you playing? So, Shane, what have you been playing this very week? I have been playing some Far Cry 6. Ooh, oh, interesting. What do you think of it? Yeah, strap in. I have some thoughts. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, for, put those for the video on. listeners I am now <laughs> click in this is going to be this is going to be a, a dangerous journey ah no right so my first thought is Far Cry 6 is a really good game it's just not a very good Far Cry game is that that almost sounds like it's kind of against what I'm hearing because like everybody is just saying it's another Far Cry game it is, but it is starting to lose some of its far cryness, if you get me. It's starting to lean more into GTA Just Cause territory. Okay, explain. So, like, playing the game like I'd normally play Far Cry, I'm very much a stealthy boy. That's what I like to do. I like to go in as stealthy as possible until all hell breaks loose and I have to whip out a machine gun and fucking blast everything. Yep, I've always told people you're sneaky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stealth is kind of not much of a viable option anymore, I find, so far. Even though I'm kind of specking for stealth with my gear and I've got the bow and arrow and I've, like, you know, in Far Cry recently you can get little, like, animal companions that help you and stuff. I have, like, the stealthy companion and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I seem to, no matter what I do, instantaneously get spotted all the time. And when you instantaneously get spotted, like, you think, oh, I've spotted, maybe if I take out that guy, they'll stop searching for me or whatever. Every time I get spotted, it's like getting five stars in GTA. Tanks show up, helicopters descend from the sky, dudes start parachuting in like spec ops lads. And it's like, this is insane. This is absolutely like it's too much when you get caught, you know, or when the alarm goes off or whatever. It's not like, oh, the alarm goes off. Here's a car full of boys with extra guns. It's like, no, here is an Apache helicopter and four tanks. Yeah, because like Far Cry 5 wasn't that. It was like Mm. another van would roll up with six dudes in it or something. Yeah, and that's grand. You throw a couple of mm. throwing knives at them or whatever. You sneak around. You hide a bit and they kind of lose sight of you. This time, even with hiding, they tend to, like, it seems like they search a lot harder as well. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example, okay? And then we can move on from my Far Cry point. I really am enjoying it, by the way. Just okay. so the listeners and the watchers at home know. I'm not just crapping all over Far Cry. It is a super fun, like, murder sandbox. You know, go kill everything and have the crack and jump off cliffs and parachute and stuff. It's, I was walking down the street. And in the game, an NPC or a main character recommends that when you're on, like, main roads and stuff, to holster your weapons, because the paramilitary force doesn't like to see people with weapons. Okay. Fine. I step out into a main road, I forget to holster my weapon. A jeep drives by with a military dude, one military dude, so it's me, one guy with a gun, and one military dude. He steps out of the jeep, goes, hey, you can't have a weapon here or whatever, put it away or something. I don't really pay attention to him, I don't put away the weapon. All of a sudden, he shoots a flare into the air to call for an attack helicopter as support. It is just me, this dude. He has a gun, I have a gun. And all of a sudden, he's calling for an attack helicopter because I'm one guy with a gun. 
<laughs> nice. You know, nice. like that's that's extreme. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think they want you to kind of play it extremely as well. They want you to yeah, run around yeah. like a, they want you to run around like a crazy maniac with rocket launchers and jump into tanks and steal helicopters. And it I get all this just cause feeling from it because you know just cause is just about blowing everything up all the time. Yeah. It's like it's like a, a action movie with a hard on. It's ridiculous. Um, so <laughs> as that's what your flaccid action movie. Yes, exactly. That's what Far Cry feels, this iteration of Far Cry feels like to me. Mm. And I am enjoying it, yes, but I'm enjoying it for what it is, not for a Far Cry game. I cannot think of a single Far Cry game where I even attempted stealth. No, I like to do the stealth. I like to go with the bone arrow. Far Cry and 1. A, and a, Far you Cry know. 1, maybe. Because yeah. there was a lot of like sneaking up on two lads from underneath like a bridge or something and yeah you know there was a bit of that but like ever since far cry 2 it's been like all guns blazing as far as and i think that's what this series is kind of known for so like i'm not surprised to hear that it's kind of like escalated that a bit you know but i in the other games three and four and five i could always use stealth as a viable option if i so choose yeah if you so choose I but think, now I think with kind of sorry go ahead it, it just kind of seems like it's sort of taken away from me a little bit now I it seems you. like it's forcing me to play it the other way it strapped you know. a rocket launcher on your back, dude. I think you should have expected this. <laughs> True. It also does a really weird thing when you're in, like, your home base. You can upgrade your home base where you get missions and crap like this. Mm -hmm. And every time you step into the home base, the game goes into third person. For no reason whatsoever. Just while you walk around the base and talk to different vendors and get missions <laughs> and everything. It just goes so into third like, person. It's the opposite of Anthem. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, but I don't see the reason. Is it just to see the outfit your character's wearing? Because Maybe. all your stats are tied to your stupid outfits, which is a ridiculous system. I'm yeah, not that's, happy that's with that. something I wouldn't be happy with in a Far Cry game either, is having nope. to stop and upgrade all that crap all the time. Like You don't even upgrade skinning... it. It's just, you have to switch clothes on the fly if you want. But that's like, what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I mean, is that like you're upgrading your pants by putting on new pants. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and constantly by the sounds of things. And like, it was bad enough when I had to skin 12 badgers to get in wallet or whatever. But now it's like... You know that that's too much. Um, it probably is for that exact reason because, like, I've often said it that like these first-person shooters that lean so heavily into the loot system. Um, I think Destiny is the only good example. Like, yeah, I can't think of like most of them. You never see the character unless it's like a replay or something. Yeah, you know, it's just specifically for other people to see it. So then, when you're playing a one-player game, it's even more stupid. You know, uh, so that's probably the justification. Anyway. Far Cry 5 seems like a resounding, yeah, okay. Like I said, super fun game, just not a, not super fun as a Far Cry game. But, cool. you know, if you just go into it going, I'm not playing a Far Cry game. Well, for me, I'm not playing a Far Cry game. I'm playing a Just Cause GTA style, you know, a sandboxy shooter, kill everything game. Great, great crack. Absolute banter. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be up my alley, so because that's exactly how I play those games. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe it's where to go. Um, awesome. I might try it out. I, If we were to talk about what I played this week, I haven't played anything new at all. I've played more Tales of Rise, and my heart is still belonging to that game. It is wonderful. The mechanics have just been laying on more and more, and I've not been rubbed the wrong way by a single one of them. It's been glorious. I can't I get so addicted to the fighting mechanics like yeah. it's such a good brawler like you know in in the turn-based like for lack of turn-based fighting 
it's now a hack and slash or whatever but you have many people and there's so many different kinds of combos like you have your combos and then there's your other people's combos but then if you both fight in specific ways you can do different combos and there's like five different kinds of those and they all have variations and there's like there's so much juggling going on that you're never not pressing a button for like a split second so like you're just it's it's pure adrenaline and it's it's fantastic and then you layer on what I love about RPGs, which is like a massive story, sweeping worlds, all this stuff. It's really got to talk to me. Um, but Tales of Arise, as I talked about last week, is great. Um, other thing I play more of is Back for Blood. Played that with um, CGC alumni James Desmond uh, last night. And it was the same couple of levels I played <laughs> every time I play this game because you can't jump into another session midway like when you join a game you have to start from the beginning unless you have the same people that you left off on you have to start from the beginning and i've done that first couple of levels multiple times now and it's good it's it's fun if you have people with you i could never imagine playing that game by myself um but it's interesting because like i will give it this is from what i understand as i said i've played the same couple of levels multiple times not to repeat myself, but the reason I'm saying that is the card system that they've introduced yeah. did mean that every single time it did feel different. Yes. You know? So that's replay value right there. Like I was forced into witnessing the replay value essentially, but it does have it. Like those yeah. cards that, you know, you're getting these debuffs at the start of every round and they can completely change the scenario, you know? And it's, it's very interesting in that way. So, I think people who like it are going to love it. And I think people who just wanted more Left 4 Dead might be, you know, a bit so-so on it because of this card system. But I think, honestly, overall, it has made it a better game. Yeah. Um, does the, the game behind it is better, though, is the big question. How does the, like you say, you've replayed the first couple of levels a lot. Is it like a party votes for a level or you just, you have to literally start at the start of the first level? It's a campaign. Oh, the campaign. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, you I start do. from the beginning and you work your way up. Right, right. Apologies. I just assumed it would have been a multiplayer, like, horde shooter that it was just, ah, oh, pick a map and away you go. There might be a way of doing that, or maybe in the future they'll do that if, it, if there isn't, but uh, any way I've played it so far has just been you start at level one and you work your way up to level whatever. Right, right. Yeah, uh, that, that, yeah that escaped me. I didn't really understand that, but now I know better. Yeah, but that's where the car system comes in, because if you're playing level one ten times each time something will be different about it yeah i get you i understand the card system i just i assumed it was just a map based shooter rather than a campaign yeah 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 like a call of duty zombies or something yeah something like that pick your pick your keynote or totten or whatever the hell it was called and away you go yes ah good times um and then the only thing that i have been playing this week that I because of the arcade machine stuff that's happening when those parts come in this week I wanted to just fire up the old arcade machine again and just see what was on it again and just remember what's there so that I can bring it over hopefully into the new one and I've been playing a lot of Super Meat Boy ah, yes. on the arcade machine again that game is, it just slaps it's so good It's a, shut up <laughs> the CGC dog of barking <laughs> the CGC official dog of barking dear god like I thought when they got that dog a couple of months ago when it was a pup I was like oh this won't last forever every day anyway yeah. um, but yeah um, 
Super Meat Boy, especially on an arcade machine. I think like, it's funny. The game is it's teamed around. It's like it's, I don't know how much of it you remember, but it gets. I played. Like, I played a lot of Super Meat Boy. Not that long ago actually oh really yeah maybe like a year year and a half ago it was like i'm possibly on playstation plus or oh. it was free on something or other so i played a bit of it just because i never played it originally and i was like ah super meat boy now i can jump in and see what this is all about yeah 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 it's it's so good for when it came out and it's such a pity that they just didn't make a straight sequel yeah um but like it's so tight the music slaps and like I have that like you know subwoofer in the arcade machine as well so it's like it's thumping like it's it's so it feels so good it's like two buttons for the most part so like it just plays really well with like an yeah. arcade stick or whatever and then the whole thing is like a love letter to video games so like you know there's some levels that are bonus levels that are teamed like a Game Boy and then there's some that are teamed like a Mega Drive and you're unlocking other characters from other games and you adopt their you know uh, mechanics when you do so but in a lot of situations it is like it is kind of skinned as if it is an arcade machine game even though it never was to my yeah. knowledge um so like playing it then in that form factor it's kind of like it makes you feel like it should have always been like this you know um so yeah i think i'm gonna lose a lot of the following year anytime i want to like stand up play a video <laughs> game have a beer kicking right the absolute crap out of the side of my arcade machine because I'm just going, ah, every yeah. time I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm running a few levels of Meat Boy when you're having a beer. So it does sound like a bit of fun. And it's a good way to slowly chip away at that game until eventually yes. you get near the end because that's not a game you can play a lot of in one sitting because of the frustration level. No, no. If you, if you, especially when you get later on into the game, if you can beat like two or three levels, like they're kind of good for the night. You know? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But that, I think, unless you have anything else, is what oh, we've been playing. That's been me. Okay, well, guys, that has been a spelt seventeen minutes. Let's <laughs> move the hell on into the break. Then we're going to come back and tell you what has happened in the news this week that we personally care about. But with all that being said, play that thing. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there. If you want to keep up with all things casual game content, you can do so in a number of ways. The easiest way to do so is to follow us on all of our socials at Casual Game Co. Not content because you only get 15 characters, but hey, what can you do? At Casual Game Co. That's at C-A-S-U-A-L-G-A-M-E-C-O. Can't be any simpler than that on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook. 
And when you're at Facebook, look for the group, The Casual Game Community. It's a good bunch. We're going to love you. Come on by. If you could do us a massive favor, like the podcast, review the podcast, and just tell a friend about the podcast. It goes a long way. And you can find all of our content on podcast forms, wherever you get your podcasts, by searching for Casual Gamecast. Thanks again for all of your help and all of your support. It means the absolute world to us. Now, back to the show. And we are back now, Shane. As we said, we are going to have a quick cast this week. So we're not going to delve too deeply into anything, even though we don't generally anyway. If if you're new to the podcast, we don't exactly like, you know, take out the Sunday paper and read every article to you. That's not how we do things around here, damn it. What we do is we have a look, we see what happened in the news week, we keep track of it as it happens, and then we bring whatever we feel was worth talking about to this podcast because if you want the full in-depth newscast of course you can get that a hundred places but this is just what we wanted to talk about so god damn it we're going to talk about it so shane what has been happening this week dude some stuff some things um i'm going to start with one that leaves me with some mixed emotions okay elden ring has been delayed who couldn't have seen that coming? <laughs> I know, right? Now, <laughs> it's only a month. So, you know. Um, so that puts it at what, February? February. February is already stacked with games. So something something's going to give because there's like five huge releases in February. But anyway. <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many games in February do you think now are kind of turning around going, oh crap, there's a new Dark Souls out in our window I know, now. right? I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's nuts. Like, But yeah, that, I have mixed emotions because game delays are always good normally mm-hmm. because it gives them that time to put that extra polish on things. Mm-hmm. But I have to wait an extra month for Elden Ring. And I was really looking forward to that, like, post-Christmas, you know, January blues, having a nice FromSoft game to get stuck into in those awful, chilly January nights. Yeah, yeah, as lovely as that image is. Yeah. Um, Especially because it would have came out, like, the week of our birthdays. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a nice birthday present. Now it's coming Mm. out around my anniversary with the missus, so that might not go down so well. I'm like, oh, sorry, got to play Elden Ring. (laughs) Sorry, it's Fair, it's I mean, out of my hands. I mean, you know like, what you know, were getting I know into. We're planning me. a wedding, but you know, <laughs> you knew what you were getting for in for when you when you got with me like this. Like you know, FromSoft comes first. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my first way. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that that that's uh, that's one you're going to have to uh, deal with on your own, my friend. I don't have any advice for you there. But yeah, and uh, did they say why? it's just it's just to put some like you know a, a final spit shine on things, and they plan to have like a closed or. You know, an invitation-only beta for, like, a network network stress test in November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I might sign up for, but I haven't really in the past. I kind of like to experience the game as a whole. Yes. When it comes to FromSoft stuff, I'm not big on entering their betas and playing a level or two. Because it just, it gets me too excited then as well. And I'm like, oh, I have to wait more for this now. So I just, I just leave it alone. <laughs> and then you have to do it all over again. It, exactly. Well, I find the most annoying. Yes. Um. Yeah, big, big no for me whenever it comes to like betas and like even demos for the most part um, I'm just like no nope. yeah like if, if one's coming out and I'm interested the first thing I will always do is type into Google will my progress carry and if the <laughs> answer is no no way no, not happening yeah. I'm not going to play the lesser version of it to then play the better version of it again like nah fuck that um, but yeah that is book 
good and bad, so hopefully we get a better game as a result. Um, that kind of ties in, I guess, to some CD Projekt Red news. It does. Where apparently, apparently, the next-gen versions of both The Witcher and even Cyberpunk are getting pushed out also into 2022. Yeah, they are indeed. Um, I'm not 100% sure why... I seen the kind of headline and because seen, they're because they're running around their offices like Muppets with their hands in the air going ah well that, like, that for, for last that year too, yeah that too <laughs> um, but like there's obviously an official reason I just haven't read too much into this I seen the headline and I was like I was actually kind of like I'm holding out on a replay of The Witcher for the next gen version me too me too you know and well, I was kind of hoping well, the last DLC anyway I was kind of hoping maybe we might get it around the time of you know Witcher on Netflix or you know in around Christmas time maybe when I wasn't playing anything and I could go ah yeah I'll jump back into Witcher and you know yeah, see it with all its true. fanciness so that's it's, true it, like, I, I don't even gonna miss out on a lot of money for not releasing around Christmas when you know that next season comes out exactly I don't even really care about Cyberpunk it's Witcher that I that this that I care about in this new story like Cyberpunk is whatever like I will play it at some stage over mor- morbid curiosity, but like I don't care if I play that game five years from now, you know? Yeah, 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 you're better off. Like, I've looked at, you know, I've played it on Xbox Series X and a little bit on, sorry, mostly on Xbox One X and a little bit on Series X, and it, it does look pretty good. The issue is, though, when you look at, like, PC footage of it running on, like, a beefy PC, it's like, it's like, to, to CD Projekt's credit, like, it is unbelievable looking like yeah. it's so good looking but when you put that on a console it becomes grimy and it becomes unpleasant to look at at the best of times yeah um if you're not into the cyberpunk aesthetic you're not going to find a lot to like here um but in the pc version it's just dripping with like amazing lighting and you know it's just ah, it's just so good it's hard to de- uh, describe so like if these next gen ports deliver like even half of that then that's something to look forward to i like yeah. i would even sacrifice my frame rate down to 30 for that because it looks yeah. so good you know um but yeah we'll see uh it is a pity and they're going to miss out on a lot of money because a lot of people are going to have next gen consoles this christmas mm-hmm. and that's two games right there that people would have bought um you know Number one, that Witcher season two is coming out. People bought the hell out of Witcher three when that first season came out. So they, yeah. this is another round of buys that they're going to miss out on, likely. Um, and then Cyberpunk, as I said, people want to play it on the new shiny thing. Exactly. Can you imagine how many people walk into a game store, which is staffed by a lot of people who like to play games, and they go, what can you recommend me for my new PS5? And I'm like, well, did you ever play a Witcher game? And they're like, no, I've never played a Witcher game. What's that? Buy Witcher, buy it now yeah, and yeah, play yeah, it yeah, yeah. and buy it and play it and never play anything else for the rest of your life. And you just shove it to them people's throats because I do that a lot with PS4 <laughs> people when they buy a PS4. I'm like, what should I play? Play Witcher, just play Witcher, play it. Play yeah, it yeah. And especially like, you know, obviously there's a lot of work goes into these things and your timeline is what your timeline is. And it just it's unfortunate, but it's true. And you have to push it rather than putting out something bad. I get it. But like, if it was around Christmas season, I if I worked in video game retail, I would 100%. Whenever somebody says like, I've just bought a PS5 and an Xbox, what should I do? Um, I'd be like, do you like open world experiences? 
yes. Do you like dripping stories and like, you know, visuals or whatever? It's like, yeah. As much as I don't like their company, CD Projekt have two fantastic choices for you here, my friend. You know, like that would have been awesome. Yep. Anyway, look, it is what it is. Uh, but, meh. CD Projekt, what are you going to do? Uh, speaking of game developers, though, the coolest news story I talked that came out of this week past is Eidos Montreal. Yes. Have you heard about their new work practices? I may be slightly familiar with their new work practices, and it might be <laughs> a work practice that a lot of the world is looking for at the moment. Yeah, it's actually hotly being asked for. Like, I remember the, the ideas we should explain. Um, Eidos Montreal, uh, the crowd who are currently working on the Guardians of the Galaxy game that's coming out this week, next week, something like that. Um, they have implemented and are probably one of the first, if not the first, game development studio to implement the four-day work week. Yep. So no longer is five-day the standard over there. Four-day is the standard. And to top all that, they're not asking their employees to add an extra two hours to their working day in order to make up that, that, that lost day. Instead, they're like saying, no, you had 40 hours. You now have 32 hours to work, but we are going to prioritize those hours. And they, you know, not to get too much into the weeds here, but there was an awful lot in their statement that's saying, we're just going to get the best out of those hours. We're going to cut down on meetings. We're going to cut down, you know, all like I work as an, I, I have an office job, you mm -hmm. know, this, this gaming room has been my office for two years, but like, <laughs> but like I work an office job and especially since COVID so many meetings, so many, many meetings. And when I can just block them out, I can just get so much done. Like I can get my workday done by like lunchtime if I never had to sit in a meeting, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is where this thinking is coming from. Is that like, look, the way we work is, it's going to be different from office to office, but the way we work today is just so antiquated that like, how about we actually prioritize getting this stuff done rather than, you know, spending two hours with 30 people on a call trying to figure out the nitty gritty of something that honestly never needed to be talked about in the first place. Yeah. Um, so like this is where they're finding these opportunities to really wring out that last day and just take it out of the picture altogether. Um, I'm super impressed that they took that stance and that the higher ups, like the, the stakeholders or whoever yeah. said, yeah, no worries. Like, you know, like there must have been like a hard pitch to make that acceptable. Yeah, especially in the times of like, we hear so much about crunch and working down to the wire to get games made and everything like just to just to clarify they haven't said that crunch is not going to happen of course of course it, this yeah. is just a standard work week so when they're not like a month away from game release like this is like the standard there was specifically no mention of crunch i was sure to read through and to see was that in there but you would hope you would hope. yeah of course of course We'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. And if they, if we hear about crunch and stuff, we'll, we'll probably tell you about it because nobody likes crunch. But that's awesome for Idos. Go Idos. Uh, we hopeful, hopefully more companies follow suit because the four day work week would be, even though it won't benefit me in any way because I work in retail. But I would love for people to have a four day work week that can get it. You know. Yes. Yes. I hope that this is a good example because, like, I would kill for a four day work week. It'd be amazing. Um. But here's the other thing as well. Montreal has an awful lot of game development studios. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to make them very attractive to any, you know, talent that's in that area. Yeah. You know, like, 
that'll be a very easy sell for me if somebody wanted to headhunt me from like one place to the place across the road, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that is that. Go Idos Montreal. Anything else for you? Um, Just a couple of things. We got some video game movie trailers this Ooh, week and kind of yeah this week and well today actually and as of recording and last week ish for the other one so there's two we finally got a trailer for the tom holland mark Wahlberg uncharted movie whatever the hell it's called um uncharted i think it's just called i don't think there's any uncharted so. colon whatever um the uncharted colon <laughs> Excuse me. There's the there's the show name right there. There's the show. That's the inevitable porn parody. Writing um, it down. <laughs> Take that to the bank. Um, yeah, we got a, <laughs> we got a trailer for it. Uh, it features one of the kind of big iconic action set pieces from Uncharted Three, I believe. Yes, the the big air carrier thing. Yes, that's three. Mm -hmm. Two is the mm -hmm. train, right? And then three yep. is the yeah. So it features the big action set piece of the, like the AC thirty, you know, yep. uh, cargo plane thingy. Um, it looked super cool, stylish. It looks an awful lot like a mix of four and three in a movie, even though it's like a young Nathan Drake. Like there's whole yeah. parts of it where it's kind of low. I'm looking at it going, that looks like it's from four. That looks like it's from three. Oh, yep. look, that bit there is definitely from four, <laughs> you know. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I got the same vibes. They, like, specifically when uh, there's, there's parts where you can see that, you know, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake is at a kind of like a gala party in a tuxedo. And, you know, Marky Mark is there as Sully. And he they're, like, talking to each other over earpieces. And specifically the joke where Tom Holland is talking to him and he has his finger in his ear like a, like a Secret Service agent or whatever. And, like, Marky Mark's giving out to him saying, you look dumb or whatever, like, you're going to blow our cover. That whole scene and the whole reason that they're there and what they're doing, that entire thing, even the joke, is in Uncharted yeah. 4. Um, and then, as you said, the helicarrier thing is... Or the AC-130, the, the big plane yes. thing, is uh, straight out of tree. Like, scene for scene, it seems. Um, there was bits and bobs I pulled out of there from two. He mentions his brother Sam twice mm -hmm. in the trailer. Yeah. So, you know, that's a four thing. Um, yeah, they're, they're really... They're running the gamut. Like, they, like, this is an origin story one, and this is why he's so young, and this is why Marky Mark... This is like the origin of his mustache, I'm sure. You know, like, it's, it all, it's going to be. It's, it'll be like, do you remember the Sonic movie where Robotnik didn't become Robotnik until the end? Mm -hmm. Guarantee you, guarantee you, Marky Mark will have a mustache on the last scene. It'll be oh, like, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll turn with a big um, cigar and a mustache and be like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You'd be in a floral shirt. It'll be amazing. Um, But... Yeah, like it's it does seem like they're blowing their like story load here in this origin story, which is a bit surprising. But what maybe I, that'll make for a better movie. I don't know. What I wonder is, is this a, right? This is an origin story for Drake or whatever. But I wonder, is it OK in the first movie? Let's give the gamer fans some of the fan servicey stuff to get them in. And then, like, if we ever do a second movie or whatever, we can just continue on and start making uncharted stories. I mean, like, what's not to stop them making, like, 20 of these movies? Obviously, you know, money is another thing, yeah. but, like, story-wise, you just go, oh, he has a new adventure and a new treasure to find. Much like Tomb Raider or whatever, you know? Like, I'm wondering, okay, so if it was me uh, laying this out, I'll make this really quick. 
like I my thoughts on it were after watching that going wow they're really putting it all into this one movie which can be problematic because does that mean they're going to try and bring in a lot of characters and a lot of exposition in one movie where like you know nothing will get enough time you know mm-hmm. um but what I would have done for the sake of fan service and keeping people interested that know the games is like you don't have an awful lot that you can call on in Uncharted 1 that people really care about like it, it is the one people say you can skip mm-hmm. um, but like there's there's origins of Nathan and there's like that like you know there's there's bits in there but like really 2 is where stuff started getting memorable so I would roll all the references of 1 and 2 into that first movie and that'll be my loose story approximation and then what happened in 3 could be the next movie and then what happens in 4 like rough approximations yeah, like if yeah. you wanted to do this call out it's not the, not the story wholesale but if, if there's set pieces you want to recreate or whatever like space it out so you can get a trilogy out of the four stories but because they're throwing everything into this one I worry first of all that it's going to be rushed in that way but then I'm positive on it because maybe this means that they're not planning a trilogy maybe this means that this is like a one and done maybe it's taken so long to make that they just went to hell with it like let's just make it the best damn uncharted movie we can and just you know get out yeah maybe that's yeah like have the... they been signed on for more than one i'm unaware not that i'm aware of but the pessimist in me goes get a young actor to play nathan and get a, a young actor compared to sully to play sully so they can get a couple of movies out of them yeah but what like i just don't have face in hollywood being able to make like an original nathan drake story that will be compelling and i don't have faith in the gamer community to accept them no no this is true this is true do you know Uh, yeah speaking of video game movies that are not all that compelling okay we got a trailer for the new resident evil movie the soft reboot kind of resident evil welcome to raccoon city Yes, this is the one we talked about before where the uh, actors were getting a lot of flack because one was Asian and they just weren't the exact carbon copies of the people that were in the video games. Yes. So this is about to get a lot of flack from me because it looks like a heaping trash pile that's set on fire. (laughs) So the, the, the pictures we were seeing before that looked like kind of bad, let's say, phone camera photos, um, they were probably more indicative than we thought. Yes, so... Like, to me, I watched this trailer and I went, nothing has changed. We are still in the Mila Nolivich, Wes, whatever that guy's name was, who directed them, his, her, her husband, who directed all the Resident Evil movies and stuff. Like, yeah, it, um, it, what's his name, Bowl, is it? Yeah, but every, I can't remember. But anyway, it still feels like we're in those Resident Evil movies. Nothing feels any different. It feels like... It looks like parts of it look like, oh, they're going for the whole, you know, the police station, Resident Evil 2 kind of thing. And then, like, the minute a zombie shows up, it's like, yeah, shotguns, flamethrowers, explosions, fucking backflips off the walls. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, no. Is there that kind of stuff? D- yeah, there's like some the, of that kind the, of stuff. The, the bending of reality of, like, Matrix level type stuff. A little bit. Not not oh, as no. bad as the other ones. I'm just, as in terms of, like, you know, a movie that was always a survival horror kind of with action elements. It is an action movie. It is just an action yeah. movie with zombies, and the CGI in the trailer looked like they paid someone on that Fiverr website a tenner to do it. Fiverr.com, you know, freelance, whatever. Oh, that is, that's a great comparison in 2021. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that's that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to watch it now because I haven't seen that one. Um, yeah, but that, no, that I, d- like I, d- I did not really walk away a, a happy boy. I just looked at him and, well, there's a movie I'm not going to see. But it's on Netflix, isn't it? I'm still probably not going to watch it. Is it a Netflix thing? I think so. I'm not. I can't 100% remember because the trailer left such a bad taste in my mouth. I don't think I even bothered to check who was I'll, making it. I can't remember. I thought it was, but it's been so long since it was announced and maybe I'm wrong. But like, if it is on Netflix or a streaming service I have, I'll check it out. Like, if it's crap, I'll turn it off. Mm. But like, I'll check it out. But, you know, it's it is. It's it's disappointing. Like the whole thing about Resident Evil, people get so hung up on the gore and on the the freaky monsters and stuff. When I think about Resident Evil, the reason I like Resident Evil is it has so little to do with the zombies. Yeah. You know, it's the weird characters and the weird bonkers plot lines and you know, like Leon as a as just as a character, his development over the years has just been bizarre. And like, I'm here for it. Do you know what I mean? And it seems like every time they make something that's not a video game, they just lean into the oh, we must make sure and cram Nemesis in here. And like, you know, we'll we'll like like they just they just have such a hard on for all of the special effects angles of things. Yeah. And like, how can we like? Remember, The Matrix was cool. How can we, like, integrate that in here somehow and have all, like, Mila Jolovich doing her, like, roundhouse kicks and stuff? Like, all of that is just the opposite of where, why I come to Resident Evil, you know? Exactly. Um, give me some characters. Give me some tension. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I'm after. Yeah. And that's cheap. That's easy to make. <laughs> yeah. That's the, you see, this, that, that's, I don't know. I'm not going to ramble on about it anymore. It just, it looked no. crap. It looked crap. It is more of what we're used to with Resident Evil. And I wanted something different this time. I think everybody did. But that's okay. One thing that people don't want something different from, and they've just been wanting it back, is Splinter Cell. This guy and right here. <laughs> that guy right there. And by golly, it seems as if we may be getting one. We may be, we may be. There's report floating about um, mm-hmm. that it, the reports from Video Game Chronicle, which is reputable enough. Um, They've been doing pretty good work over the last year or two, yeah? Yeah, they claim that multiple development sources have revealed that a new Splinter Cell game is in the early phase of production. Which I'm sure is not going to be what you want it to be. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> But, like, every time we've heard the, like, you know, Sam Fisher turning on his goggles noise yeah, uh, over the past five to ten years, it's been like, he is now a downloadable character in a mobile game. He is now yeah. in Ghost Recon. He is, you know, so, like, they don't give a crap about that franchise, I don't think. Oh, and, God, no. Like, I think the only reason, because you've seen recently, I I can't remember what the name of the game is because it's so forgettable, but what's the free-to-play Battle Royale game that Ubisoft uh, announced recently? It was like in the last week or two. It's the most iterative, bullcrap, like, throwaway video game I've ever seen in my life. I've never been so unimpressed with a video game in my life. Um... It'll come to me. Yeah. But it's essentially trying to be the Ubisoft answer to Warzone and or Fortnite mm-hmm. in all the worst ways. Um, I feel, and it's, it's Tom Clancy based, so they're using that name to bring people in. 
uh, which is a shame. Like, let that poor man rest in his grave. Not, just don't <laughs> stop sullying his name. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Splinter Cell is like one of the few modern shooter. I know it's not. I know it's a stealth game, but like, it has that like tactical, you know, hint to it that still carries a bit of weight because tactical, tactical espionage action, you might say. Tactical espionage action. Yes, we should coin that, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I totally just came up with that all by myself. Yep, yep. <laughs> CGC, lock it in. Um, But yeah, like, I really hope for your sake. And, yeah. and for mine, I played I played through all of the GameCube Splinter Cells or PS2 ones, I mean, recently. So, like, like three years ago, recently. Yeah. But, like... <coughs> excuse me. The... um. Like, I do have a reverence for them. I don't really like the later ones as much, but the early ones are really, really good. And I really want them to... I haven't played that last one. What's it called? Blackgate or no? Blacklist. Black... Is it? Yeah, Blacklist. Blacklist? Splinter Cell Blacklist, yeah. That's the last one that came out on 360. That's the last one on 360. Yeah, I played it. Okay. Um, it's, 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 okay, it's not the best Splinter Cell game. I heard like, it was really good. It is. Story-wise, it's a bit, like, you know... It's very sure. Tom Tom Clancy E, you know, you can you can tell yourself straight away when it's called Blacklist, you know, it's like Oh come here. Like have you played the original tree recently? Like the story is just naff. Like you're never there for the story. But the thing I will say in defense of Blacklist is it is the like most fluid and fastest moving Splinter Cell game. Like you That's can, what I've heard. You yeah. can enter a room and like stealth kill five dudes before they barely even know you're in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Metal Gear Solid Five of Splinter Cell, from what I understand, in terms of like fluid movement and stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it was one of the first games, I think, stealth games that I played, or that I can remember playing, where when you were in cover and a person was the other side of the cover, you could grab them, pull them over, and like stealth knife them. A lot of stealth Brilliant. games, you had to like go around the wall and stab them in the back or whatever. And I just at the time was like. <clears throat> mind blowing <laughs> yeah and I, I like it for that it, it sticks out in my memory for how fluid it was which i really like in a stealth game too because it's fun a fun challenge to try be stealthy without all this like you know waiting around the corner kind of tracking the enemy movements waiting for five minutes and blah 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 blah. but being able to run in and pop out like three or four dudes and then continue on with your life great love it what will you do if it comes out and it's like a free-to-play game Oh, I just won't bother with it. Like, unless it's a, like, you know, stealth action, big single player experience thing with some... They can tack on multiplayer if they want because the whole, whatchamacallit, that used to be really fun. What was it? Yeah, yeah. Assassins um, versus Mercs or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super fun. And I did enjoy playing that. It was good crack, but like... I always thought that should be a free-to-play thing. Like, that mechanic, like, that's taking the best things about, like, online shooter games. Yeah. And do you know the craze like where you have like a monster and four people like um, Dead by Day- Dead by Daylight? Yeah, and, yeah, the um, whole four versus one kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, that that whole thing. Um, like that's what the mercs kind of are in that they're like they're like your Jasons or whatever because they're like heavily armed or whatever. But mm-hmm. like you can be sneaky and use tactics if you're the other guys. Like I always thought that's like the perfect merge to make one of these now popular games where you have like one disadvantaged crowd with more people and one heavily powered guy do you know yeah. like splinter cell people with very little you know um things at their advantage or whatever and just one dude heavily armored milling people around i'd love to play it but yeah um if that happens that's how i would want it to happen but i hope for the love of god this is just a single player stealth game 
Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, I think that's all we cared about this week, Shane. That's pretty much all I care about this week, yeah. We, we'll end on a high. The high of Tom Clancy and Splinter Cell and Sam Fisher. <laughs> and welcome, Tom Clancy. And join me, everyone, as we put down our night vision goggles and we say goodnight to this very podcast. Because, as we said, this is going to be a quick one. So I do want... To take this opportunity to thank you if you have been watching, if you have been listening to this part of the podcast, that means you got here toward the end and I thank you for it. Thank you for all of your support. If you haven't been here before, welcome. You did stumble across the most casual and this week quick podcast on the interwebs. And if you have been here before, thank you again for all of your support. Now, if you want to help us out, do a couple of things. Really, really, really appreciate it if you do. Like the podcast, share the podcast, rate the podcast, review the podcast if you can on Apple Podcasts or on Podcast Addict if you're on Android. That really, really, really helps. And if you want to do one thing, just one thing that is the ultimate help, you can tell a friend. Tell anyone that might enjoy this type of content about it. And I'm going to take inspiration from Blind Boy in he has been saying something recently that rings true don't just tell a friend about our podcast if you are listening to any podcast that's clearly grassroots like ours and not being run by a big corporation tell your friends about that as well let's support small podcasts you know let's let's help each other you know but if you could tell one person about a podcast get out there and tell sam fisher about the podcast let him stealth around listening to our podcast much like I used to do in Metal Gear Solid 4 <laughs> enough said anyway guys this has been episode 60 thanks again for joining us I've been Phil I've been Shane and we are Audi take care be safe most of all though stay casual bye Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.